<clears throat> You're listening to the World Famous White Roof Radio with cast number 647, recorded August 29th, 2018. Brought to you by MotoringStripes.com, CravenSpeed.com, and OnMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. It's OnMotoring.com. <laughs> Okay, here we go. <clears throat> hey, everybody. It's DB in Arizona with a brand new episode of the world-famous White Roof Radio. Uh, we're here talking about Mini Coopers, and God only knows what else is going to come up tonight uh, during our show with us. Of course, my good pal, my good buddy, Mr. Todd Pearson, MotoringStripes.com. Todd, say hi. I am here. Hello. And as a super-duper special treat, the good reverend is back, our chief mechanic, Mr. Chad Miller from Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com. Chad, say hi. <laughs> I am back from the dead, and I've got seven weddings under my belt now. Nice. <laughs> nice. Six of those are many customers. And that doesn't mean you've been married seven times. You've performed seven weddings. Yes, I've performed yeah. seven weddings. We, yeah. we call Chad the good reverend because he is officially an ordained minister. Like, for yes. reals. That's not us just mess- making that up. He's legitimately an ordained minister, and he's married seven couples. That's rad. Yep. That's super awesome. Nice to have you back. Chad hasn't been with us uh, pretty much almost the entirety of the year since before the Dragon, I think. Not the whole year, but quite a while. He's been busy. We've got a lot of stuff we're going to catch up with him about. We are going to probably talk about the JCW Countryman versus the BMW X1 and the X2. Possibly. Uh, uh, yeah, a little follow-up there. Uh, we are possibly going to talk about my latest fuel issue on my Roadster, maybe. And... We are also possibly going to talk about the R5053 versus the F56. Maybe. We got a lot going on. Our brains are full. The boys are revved up. I'm holding them back right now with duct tape on their mouths, shutting them up. Um, if you are a Black Roof Radio patron, you should go over and listen. It's a really good show, and it's very long. We got 30 minutes of Black Roof for you guys over at patreon.com forward slash white roof radio. Uh, a buck a month, get you in. Done and done. Buck a show. Perfect. Easy peasy. Go take care of that. And you can listen to Chad and Todd and us talk about Mini Cooper stuff. It was actually really good. Like, for real. For real, yeah, really good. good. Good stuff this time. Yeah, like, I might re- I might pull that one out in, like, three months and put it in the feed. That's how good it was. It's yeah. like a solid yeah. standalone show. Yeah. Right? But the, not yet. Well, anyway, you have to go check that out. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash White Roof Radio. You can go check that one out. Um, but we're going to talk about all that stuff. And then, like I said, who knows where we go from there. We're going to get to all that here in just a second before we do. Let's start first. Uh, let's say about outmotoring.com. Outmotoring.com, number one, go over there, read everything across the top. You can earn rewards as you shop. He's going to help you make sure you get the right parts for your car because he'll tell you which model car you have. He's going to support your club. If you have a club, if you're in a club and you guys need some kind of support, like a raffle drawing or something like that, outmotoring.com. He is going to take care of you in some way, shape, or form. It might be stuff out of the prize closet, or it could be something as awesome as a $100 gift certificate, right? Just all depends. All you have to do is ask. Super simple. Uh, free shipping on like anything you buy. If you spend $195, it's going to ship free. 100% happiness. Easy returns and exchanges. And don't forget the hitch for your Mini so you can pull the Home Depot trailer or a teardrop or your PWC with your Mini Cooper. Yeah. Or put on a really slick bike rack that goes in like a receiver hitch. Yeah. All that's available from MountMotoring.com. It's actually Mini Dumar, but close enough. MountMotoring.com. While you're there, I want you to go ahead and continue on the page. But I want you to go down the right side. And you're going to see the newsletter sign up. I want you to put in your email address, please. When you do, you're going to get emails from Aaron. That's going to give you a 5% discount code. Boom. So you're going to say 5% just because you get an email. I mean, come on. How can you not? You're also going to read his post that he puts up over at motoringfile.com, and he puts a coupon code in those. 
Super informative too. Really, really well done. You should check those out for sure. And the reason why I'm telling you about outmotoring.com is because he has parts for your mini. No, really, your mini too, and yours, and mine, and Todd's, and all of the ones that Chad has, and starting all the way back from the 2002 R50 all the way up to the latest, greatest R56, uh, go fast parts, uh, maintenance parts, oil change kits, car care products, because summer's almost over, you got to get your car ready for winter, especially you guys east of the Rockies, it's time to start thinking about winter car care prep, outmotoring.com's got you covered with everything you're going to need for that. Right. Plus, you want to get the, the hats and the shirts, the shoes, watches, all the personal gear. Aaron's got you covered. He's like he's like the Mini Cooper parts desk in the cloud. Right. And that sounds really fancy. And because it is. But he has everything that you need. And if he doesn't have it, he's going to find it for you. And he's going to probably get it cheaper than ding or anybody else. Once you go over there, check it all out. That, of course, our friends over at motoring.com. And, and for you Aston Martin owners out there among us. He does have a limited selection of parts for you as well. No kidding. Go over there, check it out. And not just like keychains and, and shirts, but like brakes and stuff like that, like legitimate parts for your Vantage, should you actually happen to own one. Although, really, if you do own a Vantage and listen to White Roof Radio, do me a favor. Can you email us? Feedback at whiteroofradio.com. I want to meet you, pal. Really, I do. Uh, that's, of course, our friends over at Outmotoring, outmotoring.com. Many performance speed and actuation unit left that's uh, outmotoring.com that's the uh, window roller upper downer for an f56 countryman cooper s and jcw version told you he has everything news music please Wait, that's me. fluffy little cloud right here let's start with follow-up um, on Gabe's post, Mini J- Countryman JCW versus the BMW X1 and the X2. Yes. Yes. Let's start there. So last time we met, we had Gabe on. And honestly, I, I didn't listen to most of what he said because he just wouldn't <laughs> shut up about the damn uh, M5. Right? And great. He loves it. He thinks it's awesome. But like anybody else, the BMW nerds, they kind of put me to sleep a little bit because I, I don't really have that much interest. I'm not that enthusiastic about BMW. It's like, oh, that's a good-looking car. Oh, it's fast. Cool. But, but aren't you going to assume a $130,000 car is pretty awesome? Uh, you're going to automatically assume that any car that has a price tag over $100,000 is going to be pretty awesome. Yeah. 7 Series, M5, uh, MX6, sure. This is going to be an awesome car. How much? $135,000. Yeah, okay. It's awesome. I get it. But a half an hour worth of awesome? Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, for it wasn't those... that long. Man, not quite. But for those of you who also eyes kind of glazed over while Gabe was speaking and you missed where he started talking about the Countryman versus the X1. Yeah. And the JCW Countryman versus the X1. And and here's yes. the thing is, is we did this on the show last week, and I hope you heard it. If not, go back and listen to it. Right. Uh, he wrote the article over on Motoring File, and I think he left out the, the crucial details why he's comparing both the JCW Countryman, the uh, BMW X1, and the BMW X2. And that's because they all share the exact, and I mean exact same engine, the, the BMW B48 engine that's in yep. my car. Yep. It's, it's, it's in my car. It's in the JCW Clubman. It's in the JCW Countryman. It's yep. also in X1 and X2, all tuned to 228 horsepower. Correct. Identical specs, same drivetrain, everything is the same about it. And that's why he decided to compare these three cars. But now, aren't these cars more similar than just the motors, Todd? Because they're all built on the UKL platform. 
you kill two platform. So you kill two platform. So by the way, does know you guys know what UK uh, the, the, that stands for? I'm saying United Kingdom level two. <laughs> it's uh, it's actually German. It's Unterklasse. Of course. It's, it's um, which is basically low class or <laughs> loosely translated to entry level. They like oh. to say. Oh, but okay. Literally, literally, it's the it's lower class. <laughs> it's the entry level platform on the right. BMW. Right. BMW. But BMW. since all these cars are built on the UKL2 platform. Right? right. That means there's, they all share the same chassis. There's even more things, and as Gabe said in the show last week, right. that, that even the, um, the the JCW Countryman has bigger brakes on it, but the uh, the X2, for example, has the exact same brakes, literally exact same brakes, as the Cooper S hardtop. Wow. Okay. Exact. So there's, there's a lot of economy of scale going on here for BMW sure. in these cars, and I think the whole point is really... You know, you're you're better off with the mini than you are with either the BMWs because both of the BMWs are going to cost you five to seven thousand dollars more. Right, and the mini is going to get you a little bit better kit, brakes, for example. Yeah, why not get why not get a JCW Countryman sure. versus either an X1 or X2 because they're boring. Yeah, <laughs> he agree. didn't come right out and say that, but I'm paraphrasing Gabe here. He, I I want to say he kind of I think he kind of did. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to say I think he kind of did. He maybe he didn't say boring, but he did say that the Countryman was by far a better car. But anyway, so there was a lot of discussion going on. I saw a lot of reaction on the web, and comments were down at Motoring File. So I saw them flying. Comments are still down at Motoring File. I'm still working on that. Thank you. So I I saw a lot of comments over at Facebook from the posts of people who were like, why is he comparing these cars? It's it's not really the same thing when I had to point out, no, there's more alike about these cars than there is different. I mean, other than the the trim levels and, you know, the body and the color. Right. It's uh, you guys would agree that an engine, a drivetrain, and chassis, you know, chassis being identical, yeah. pretty much is a good comparison for especially performance of a car, right? Yeah, absolutely, I would agree. Chad, would you not agree? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They so, all have the same chassis. They all have the same engine. Yes. But then it then begs the question: a lot of people leave their leaves them scratching their heads. Why would BMW do this? And the answer is really to save money and to make it, you know. To, to give more offerings here, mm-hmm. and they don't really publicize it that much because, seriously, when you walk into a BMW dealer and they're like, you realize that Mini Cooper Countryman over there is the, pretty <laughs> much the exact same car as this yeah. or $7,000 less. Right, but they're not going to say it's a better car, but they're going to tell you it's the same car, but it's in more less expensive. And in the end, BMW corporate doesn't really care which nope. one of them you buy as long as you buy one of the three because it goes to their bottom line. Right. You know, However it goes. Now, I'm sure one of the car. I'm sure the BMWs are probably more profitable because they can't be that much more expensive to, to make than the Mini is. So there's more profitability. They'd rather sell the BMWs. Right. See, now, and, personally, I don't like the X2. To I, me, I looks to, to a, me the a, X2 looks a little Subaru-ish, especially from the rear three-quarter view. Just yeah. a little. It just I'm looking at it right now. This picture that Gabe posted. I'm going. Well, is that a BMW or is that a Subaru? It well, definitely doesn't look like a BMW from the rear three quarters. And here's what I like about the uh, the BMW X2, and then we can move on and start talking about minis again. Is that <laughs> I think they've kind of broken the mold of the boring mold that they've had so long with their SUV line. Yes. The, the, the X3 X, and the X5. X, X5. They're all kind of similar looking and yes. really boring. Really dull. Yes, I agree. They're great cars, don't get me wrong, but they're really kind of boring looking. 
And okay. this kind of broke the mold. And so I give it to BMW for kind of stepping out and making something yeah. a little more. Yeah, I would have to agree with that a little bit. I still say it looks a little bit like a Subaru. You know, hey, the Countryman still looks better than than. Countryman all. still looks better than both of them for sure. And I, you know, I I talk to people just out and about, like people in the office. And we start talking about cars, which is always weird when you're in an office full of nerds and they start talking about cars. But when they say to me, "Hey, Don, have you seen that Countryman? That new Countryman?" and I go, "Oh yeah, it's really nice. Did you see one?" So, "Oh man, that was a really good looking car. I liked it a lot." And then it's like, "Wow, okay, nice." And this is from a guy driving a Chevy Sonic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. It's, uh, it's. I mean, if you ask me, and if, if you're looking at a $45,000 budget, you're stupid if you're not looking at the Countryman, if that car fits your mold. If Especially exactly. if you're looking at uh, the Volvo, the C, which one is the the $40,000 one? The XC40. Yeah, the XC40. Or but even even the Hondas. Or the yeah, Toyota. Yeah, checking up for 42 which is nice right. about that car. But, uh, yeah, even if you're looking at a CRV, which is... I don't know. When you equip the top end CRV, you're you're not quite at forty thousand, but you're pretty darn close. You're pretty darn close. Same probably with the with the Rav Four, right? So if you're looking at a baby SUV, the Countryman has to be on your list, especially with the with the boosted reliability, right? Yeah, I still think Mini's got the per- perception problem from people. They're like, "Oh, it's a cheap little car." No, yeah. it's not neither cheap nor little anymore. Right. Right, uh, and somebody else I know is looking to speak about uh, little. Somebody was looking at a Fiat, and I go, "Well, what's the safety on the Fiat?" And so they pulled it up, and the Fiat's the Fiat Five Hundred still does not have a good safety rating from the IHS. Yeah, it's it's a really small car. Yeah, but you would think that because VW did it with the Beetle, and by chance, BMW Chad, did it with the with the Mini. Why couldn't why couldn't um, Chrysler pull it off with a Fiat Five Hundred? Let me translate for Chad. Chad says a small car, and small means shitty in this case. Oh, well, it, it oh, is. Oh. I mean, it, I, I have a. We're. I mean, obviously, Chrysler is right here in my backyard. I mean, we right. see it all the time. So, I'm look. I, I see these cars on the road, and they pull up next to me, and I. I don't mind small cars. I love small cars. I love to take a small car and make it fast and throw it around on the road, which sure. is why I got in the minis. Right. But when you put that car next to ours. It's a lot smaller. Yes. And I've driven them multiple times, and there's a certain real cheapness to it. I mean, anybody that's ever driven, like, the first Dodge Neon, you you realize, like, you know what? It was great in high school, but I never want to drive one again. Like, because it was (laughs) fine. Yeah, it's like my 2005 XB. It was, like, yes. It was kind of, you know, it was a little bit better than your bike because it was faster and it had heat. (laughs) Right. But it really kind of broke down just as much. So, you know, it's it's in that that level of, well, I can drive this to high school, but I really, once I get a real job, I shouldn't be driving this because it's not really anything. So, you know? Chad, it, Chad, are you putting the Fiat 500 in that class of cars, the base Fiat 500, as basically sticking it in with the uh, first-gen Dodge Neons? I'd like to point out you just said sticking it in, but yes, I am. (laughs) Dad is still 13, by the way. Yes. Yes. As are we all. I like it. As are we all. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, obviously the Abarth is much better. It sounds much better, and there's some good stuff. That they and can add to it. Higher quality on the interior, blah, but blah, 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 blah. Even the Abarth still has, what, 168 horsepower. It doesn't even have as much horsepower as the Cooper S. Yeah, I mean, right. anything you want to fit in that thing beyond, like, two bags of 
need like a basket or something. I mean, you're not getting skis in it. You're not no. getting snowboards. You're not getting any bikes in it. You know, I mean, I know a lot of customers that have minis that throw a bike in the back really easy without having a bike rack. So yes. that car is really tiny. Yes. But if it's just a commuter car and you just need it to get from point and a that's to all point he, B. That's all he needs it to. And maybe the occasional he has small children. And they right. go, you know what? For your use, that'd be okay. You're looking at that or a scooter. That'll give you a roof and air conditioning. Get that. But you're you're not taking this on a uh, Fiat's takes estates. Oh, I mean, that God, car has absolutely imagine? no luggage room. No. <laughs> so. No. And, and you know what? what? That's one of the cars, too. Really quick, Todd, and then you can go. The yeah. Fiat 500, if you guys have been looking, just for curiosity's sake, because you've got a few minutes in the office, and so you pull up an auto trader. The Fiat 500, not even the Abarth, they are cheap. Like less than fifteen thousand miles, going for like seventy thousand dollars for these cars. Yep, yep. They're That's cheap. Insane. They have well, lost. Crazy. Speaking, yeah. Speaking of small cars, my sister-in-law recently, like last month or within the last month, just picked up a, a VW Golf, not a GTI, just the the Golf. Just a Golf. Um, you know uh-huh. that, and it's it's a four-door car, and it yes. looks really small. Uh, I mean, she got it. She looked. She wanted a small car. They've they've got a. You know, uh, an SUV, they got an accurate SUV in the family. And it was funny because we were chatting, <clears throat> and what you perceive as small, and we had our Roadster there with us, which, you know, is also a very small looking car from the outside. Yes. I said, um, you think your car is small, right? I said, we pulled up right next hmm. to your, your Golf. Yep. And I go, I bet you your Golf is almost a foot longer than our Mini. Yep. And there was like there was a big discussion, like, no way, that's not possible. That's not possible, whatever. Uh-huh. And they went, dude, it is like ten and a half inches longer yes. than R fifty six generated. Yeah, the, the Volkswagen Golf is a larger car than the R sixty countryman. Well, it's the it's um it's within three quarters of an inch of the Clubman. Dude. The GTI, yeah, the GTI dimensions are within three quarters of an inch of the Clubman, which is yeah, huge. That's a huge car. So, go so, so for those of you who keep saying that Mini's getting too big, I hope you're saying that the Golf is enormous. Right. Well, I'll tell or, you as or a the, uh, or the Jetta or the Altima. Have you guys looked at these cars? The new Sentras. Oh my God, they're freaking huge. Go ahead, Chad. We we've got a uh, a Volkswagen uh, GLI in the family now. Yes. And that car is big. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is a full-on four-door full sedan. sedan right? Yeah, with a w- big but tiny trunk. Okay, <laughs> we went. We went and bought a uh, cooler, and it's just a little cooler on wheels that you know, kind of you know your airport cooler almost, if you will. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it wouldn't fit in the trunk. I was like, <laughs> wow. I'm like, we bought the smallest one. It wouldn't fit in the trunk. But it is a big car. I mean, when we pull it in the garage, you've got to have it all the way in. And, and it's got parking sensors on the front, the back. I mean, ever the whole nine yards, it goes off in a heartbeat. And yeah. it lets you know you're about to hit something. But you have to have it pulled all the way in into my, you know, spacious three-car garage. Um it's very hard to maneuver around and you're never sure if you're like, am I going to hit the corner? Am I going to curb a wheel? Like it's, right. it's a big car yeah. and you would not think a Jetta as a big car. I mean, it's a mid-sized car, but this thing is huge. They're huge now. They're absolutely that, massive now. And I guess they became the, American. Yeah. I know. I guess the whole point is everybody says minis are getting so big 
and everything. And by the way, my F56 isn't that much bigger than the Roadster. They park next to each other every day in the garage, and it they really it, it's imperceptible the difference in length of these cars. I mean, right. my cars it's probably legitimately you know nine or ten inches longer than the than the Roadster is, but um, it doesn't seem that much bigger when they're parked next to each other. So yeah. I guess the whole point is it's all relative, and everybody yes. who's like, oh, I'm not going to buy another Mini. They're just too freaking huge. I just right. want to go, come on, people. Yeah. Just go, what are you What are you going to buy? Oh, I'm going to hang on to my R50 forever. <laughs> no, you're not. no, you're not. That thing's going to freaking blow. It's going to explode. No, it's not. We're going to talk about well. that. We're going to talk about that in a bit. But, you know, it's okay to say you don't, you're not going to get an F56 because you just can't handle the front end. I'm okay with that. Totally yeah, okay. Yeah, it's, it, uh, it's, it's okay. okay. To, it's okay to say you don't want to buy an F fifty six because you don't want to spend that kind of money on a mini, or because you don't want a car payment. That's okay. But you can't say that mini makes too big of a car because they don't. <laughs> they still yeah. don't. It just they're just perceived as bigger because you guys don't go to the dealer and actually look at them. Sorry. Yeah, I still love parking. I mean, my F fifty six is easy to park. Yeah. Uh, it's less easy than other ones because I've got eighteen inch wheels with spacers. <laughs> Which don't help the turning radius, believe No. It's like crank it all the way, full lock, and I still can't do it. But right. it's still better than most cars. Like Chad, like you were saying, it's probably way easier to maneuver my car than it is a, G- you know, a, a, a Jetta. Yeah. yeah. But, yep. uh, but anyway, yeah, I don't think minis are getting too big. But, DB, you are correct. I would let people complain about the looks of the front end yes. of the... I get that off. because I still catch the F56 off guard on occasion. And I go, ooh, ouch, that's just not an attractive car. Or you, see, or you see the four-door hardtop and it just kind of makes you shudder. Yeah, you can know? I say one thing about the new, um, the new F-Series that have been available lately? My dealer is very smart about this. Yeah. They've been ordering most of the cars with the blackout package, which comes with the black grill. And it gets right. rid of that giant chrome grill on the outside. Yeah. And it, it really helps the front end. Yeah. Uh, of the F generation cars. Agreed. Agreed. And it only took many five years to figure it out. There you go. Yeah. The, because, <laughs> and I understand you don't like front end. Okay, great. Then say you don't like the front end. Right? Stop being a wiener. It's still ridiculously fun. To you know, it is still not a front end that I'm like, oh my God, that's so goddamn sexy, but not at all. It does no. grow on you after a while. It's only but... taken four years for me to start getting used to it. <laughs> yeah, and like any like any new thing, like no matter what it is, I mean, it took a while for you know the fifty three owners to accept the fifty six, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. What I'm really excited to see in the long term is how the reliability shows up in customers, and if they get customers back and stuff like that, because. I do get, you know, the whole R56 customers are like, oh, my God, this car is a pile and, you know, I've fixed so many things. And stuff. Right. The, R, the F56 people are not experiencing that like the R56 people were. Right. We were just and talking about that during Black Roof Radio, too. Yeah. I wonder how that'll that'll affect in the long term of that, because, you know, I'd love to see that stuff coming back because I, I don't want to tell somebody like, hey, well, sorry, your car's broken and it needs a lot of work. Right. Well, and I still like I said, I said it last week on the show and I'll just reiterate it again until people finally hear me is if you're buying a used mini, I have two words for you. Extended warranty. Extended warranty, especially if it's a 2007 to 2015. 13. I don't care what it is. It's a BMW product. Get the yes. extended warranty. Because and the extended warranty is going to cost you extra money yeah. but because it's a BMW product. But It'll pay for itself. But mine, read the fine print. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
make sure you understand exactly what they're covering because there's a few things they won't cover and nobody will cover. I mean, you know, shocks are where I am. the exhaust. Brakes. A shock yeah. They're not going to But, it. you know, make sure that they cover all of the engine internals and all of the big stuff. And so, you know, buy the you know, platinum gold super package. <laughs> Don't just buy the, hey, this is plaid package. You know, like, right. go all out. Yeah. It'll pay for itself. Yeah, but we were talking offline beforehand. This is our fifty first, very first gen Mini Coopers. Uh, so the two thousand two, two thousand three Mini Cooper, Mini Cooper S, compared to Todd's car. And Todd, what year is your car again? I have a twenty sixteen JCW. So Todd's car is practically brand new JCW, right? He's got eighteen thousand miles on his car. Short of minor software glitches, his has been in the shop three times for oil changes. In- Three times in 30 months. I've, three, I've owned the car for 30 months. Three now. times in 30 months. As a comparison, for those of you who are wondering, as a comparison, my 2002 build, 2003 Mini Cooper, uh, within the first 30 months, had spent three solid months in the shop. It was in the shop so much I could have lemoned her. Yeah. As a comparison. So that's how far Mini has come. And even so, even I might imagine a lot of the R56 guys, if you had a 2007 R56S or 2008 or 2009, holy crap, right? In comparison, Todd's car, he's had his car for 30 months. He's had oil change done and minor software glitches that he just, nobody cares about. And they fix it when he changes his oil. In 30 months, you had an R56, you went through three turbos. I want to say, I don't think I've had, and this is, Plus, Touch. all the other things that went wrong, Chad could probably list a, well, come up with a litany of items yeah, on the we don't, R56. We don't have enough show. We don't have enough show yeah, to cover all the things on the R56. I don't, I don't think there's been a single recall on my car. Right. There have been some like uh, campaigns which are like, oh, if it's in, we're going to fix this. I don't think I've had a single recall on my 2016 JCW. I may be wrong. Somebody correct me. Sure. Now, uh, now Todd, let me ask you just a couple of basic, just basic questions. Uh, this is more R56 versus F56. Uh, in the last 30 months, you've owned your car. Has anything fallen off? Just, uh, just like out of nowhere, you're just driving along, and all of a sudden, well, like the, a rearview mirror falls off, or a piece of glass I, falls out. Um, on, not, its own, on its own. On its just, own. Just on its yeah. own. No. <laughs> okay. So, so automatically, right there, this is better than an R56. Yeah. No. Literally, I'm joking. There's nothing that's even fallen off, like that I've run into or or done something right. that I have that I haven't taken off on my own. Sure. Um, a lot of the parts of these cars, they're they're pretty easy to dismantle. Yeah. And Chad, when you start working on more F56s, you're gonna go, "Oh my gosh, this is so awesome! Why couldn't all minis be this easy to work on?" They, yeah, they really are pretty easy to take apart from the top yeah. down. Um, we're uh, we're starting to get into them a little bit more, um, but I'm definitely kind of excited in the next couple of years to see a lot more of those coming in and out of service and and doing the extended part of it. So. Yeah, so yeah. Th- th- the nice thing is, is because they're so easy to take apart, you would think they would fall apart more easily, but they don't. It's uh, It's been a really solid car, and like I said, I wish I had more than 18,000 miles that I can say, because for most people, like DB, you said, your first three months of owning your your first Mini, you put 18,000 miles on it, Correct. and it, it's 30, it's going to be 10 times longer, yeah. so I don't, I don't drive, you know, and I'm not hard on a car, well, I, I drive it hard, but... Um, you know, they've been 18,000 pretty souped-up miles, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Um, but I, I yeah. keep the and, and here's And here's a factory race car. It's also a factory race car, people. Todd's car, yeah. he's got all the JCW parts. 
and he's yeah. been in the shop three times for oil changes. Yeah, a couple of software updates. And a couple of software that. updates versus the R50 or the R56. To me, that is truly, truly tremendous. Now, it's at a price. Base price of my 2003 Mini Cooper, 164 2003 Yeah, and my JCW, I'm going to, wait a minute, I don't want to misquote. I've got the Monroney here. I mean, this is before I put all the stuff yeah on before it. you put all the stuff sure 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 base price jcw uh mini cooper hardtop is 20 was, is 28 well hit 33.9 was the that was your out the door price yeah it was before i started putting stuff on yeah it. now and i don't know what the adjustment for inflation on all that is or anything but there's probably a fair bit but still i'm not making that much more money than i was 15 years ago i'll I'm say not, that i'm not making that much more money than i was 15 years ago either anyway it's just a huge difference and we started talking about this during Black Reef, and I want to make sure we brought it up here because I know we spent a lot of time harping on how bad we think Mini's doing running the brand. But at the end of the day, they're building a better car than they ever have. This yeah. car is better than the R50, R53. This car is better than the R56. Yeah. Right? Except for the I 2014s, still, which were problematic. Uh, but they got that fixed straight away. And if you're looking at an F car and you're getting a 2015, 16, 17, or new 18, done. And see, I think it's hard for Chad to say because there, there's very little that's original on Chad's mini <laughs> left. I'm trying to think really what it is. It's, it's the carpet. Yeah, okay, um, okay. The dash. Headliner? Headliner, maybe? Well, no, actually, the dash has been changed, too. The headliner is still original, yes. Okay. Um, Door handles? No, those are different. <laughs> uh, boot, boot latch? It's, I've painted the car. I've done everything. No, I, it's all new. So yeah. it's like, yeah, the carpet's still original. So, yeah, there's a few things that are, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a labor of love. I could have had a, you know, a Ferrari 458 or a, you know, Lamborghini Aventador <laughs> and, for what I've And this for those car, of really. you who are wondering if this is even a valid comparison, uh, Todd's car, brand new, brand new model, brand new everything. So, Roxy had gone in the shop and spent so much time in the shop having things replaced like the steering wheel, like the seat, like door latches, like um, I can't even tell you how many software updates. All these things that had, that had uh, gone bad with, for reasons passing understanding. The leather wore out, this mechanical piece broke, and it was all because they were sub-quality parts or something to that effect. They weren't properly tested, whatever. Versus Todd Carr, Todd's car said nothing like that go wrong. So yeah, all the goofy stuff have been like user error on my part. Like yeah. I thought I had a boot latch problem. Oh, Turns yeah. out when I was closing it, I was barely touching the latch. Yeah, and unlocking it again, the car would close, but it wouldn't close all the way. It would just pop open a little bit. Yeah, so it would still be latched. And I kept thinking, there's something wrong with the latch. I took it in, and they're like, No, here, watch <laughs> this. <laughs> Don't touch it. Hey, let it close. Just. just Hey, can you still get the check engine light to come off if you start off in gravel, like loose traction situation where your wheels are spinning and then you hit, uh, like, get traction again, like hitting the street? Uh, no. In okay. fact, I, I've, I've tried it uh, a, a few times lately. I've peeled out in first, second, third, and I am not kidding. I spun the wheels in fourth gear. There's so much torque in the JCW. Wow. Um. But you gotta sh you gotta be really good at shifting and, and get it up to a red line before you do it to, to to make it happen. But you can make it happen in the JCW. Uh, nice if you do it just right. And it used to throw codes when you'd spin the wheels too much, 
and um, not so much anymore. They've taken care of that software issue, and okay. I haven't had thrown any drivetrain errors since it was brand new. Nice. And that was a glitch that we knew about. You, We learned about that DB in the car. We, we discovered that in 2014. Yeah, in many takes the states. Yeah. We could make that I was thing driving, throw codes. I, no, yeah, maybe you were driving. One of us was driving, and uh, it might have, actually, I think it was me because I was doing some um, evasive maneuvers, and it's like all of a sudden, oh, check engine light. Huh. They they cleared it, and then Todd was able to replicate it, and I think Alex yeah. replicated it, and Gabe did too. I mean, we all ended up triggering codes on that car because we were doing we were doing burnouts in the dirt and then hitting the street and just didn't know what to do. Yeah. So that's yeah. That. They've taken care of a lot of little software issues, and and luckily. That's what they've been, and I think it's awesome. And yeah. hey, speaking of software, um, did you guys know that you can get things coded to your car by going to Detroit Tuned <laughs> and having them code stuff on on your car? And this yeah, is yeah, and and I, I brought a special this up. blue mohawk. Pretty much all generations of the mini now, right? Because there's this guy on Facebook, yeah. and he's and he's all over Facebook and all over Instagram. And I shot a message over to Chad, and I wanted to make sure that we were clear on this. Um, this guy's in the UK, sure, whatever, and he does all the stuff. But it's nothing that Marzo can't do either at Detroit Tuned, for reals. So yep. if you're looking to get stuff done, coded to your car, um, uh, the UK uh, flashers or uh, different other miscellaneous things. There's a gazillion different options. You know, follow me home lights and all this other stuff. Oh, there, there's a list. I'm going to link the favorite. list up in the show notes as soon as Chad gets it to me. I promise. I'm going to share one, it with you guys. One of my favorite R53 mods was uh, rolling your windows up with the key because it used to be you could oh, roll the windows one down. Touch, oh, and one touch up if you have an R56. But, right, but to get the windows to roll up in an R53, you used to have to put the key in the door yeah. and turn it hold it and that was yes. the way they did it it was like a security thing well yes. he can program that in for you see there you go all yeah. kinds of stuff and yeah, we do that all the time yeah chad's gonna give me a list and if you're within you know a five-hour drive to detroit tune chad's already your shop but if you're there you can just go yo make my car cooler marzo and he'll go here's the list and it's not expensive it's either not what were you expensive. saying like 60 bucks for 60 bucks you can do all you all you want all, yeah all. it's a smorgasbord of uh, of everything so it's a uh, 20 uh each or sixty for unlimited. So there you go. And there's a and, ton, and there's a ton and of chances stuff. are when you look when you look at the list. When I had my GP, I had Mars. I do a couple of things for me, and it was only like one or two things. So when you look at them, you're like, oh, okay, chances are here. But if it's more than that, hey, just pay the sixty dollars. If and you it's have totally- if you have an R56 with Mini connected, he can take away the accept screen when you start your car. The what the, the that the stupid that the warning don't use this when you're moving yeah you're, and you have to hit accept yeah he can take that away it's awesome. there's at least five or six things i'm like oh, you would really love this on a day-to-day life and then yes. there's, there's like 12 things it's like wow i could really probably figure out how this could make my life better yes so you know you figure 12 at 20 you know it's a, it's a hell of a deal so yeah um it's it is you know under the instructions tab on Detroit Tune. There's the whole list of everything we can do from all the d- different generations and what it will do. And if you have any questions, you know, and we're working on that whole remote thing. So uh, yeah, uh, um, if you really want it, you know, we'll make it happen. There you go. Also, I want you guys to make sure to do this now. Um, pause the show. 
well, don't pause yet. Pause after I tell you to pause again. I want you to make sure you're following Detroit Tuned over on Facebook. Got a new website going to be coming up here really soon. I don't want you guys to miss it when it happens. So that's uh, facebook.com forward slash Detroit Tuned. You guys know there because most of you already follow Detroit Tuned anyway. But if you're not, search for Detroit Tuned on Facebook. Make sure you follow along and play the home game. And chat also. They get pictures posted and videos posted of the new dino in action and all kinds of really cool stuff. You don't want to miss any of that. Right, Chad? Yeah, we uh, and there's we a pic- tend there's to lots use our of Facebook pictures, and there's pictures of the Nova. A real good, uh, yeah. <laughs> there's pictures of the Nova on there, but we use our Facebook and our Instagram account, you know, quite often. Yes, and we'll we'll put uh, you know special deals up at least twice a week and and stuff like that because it's quick, it's easy yep. for us. And if you're looking and you're seeing that type of stuff and that's right up your alley, then boom, you need to. Uh, uh, you know, get on that type of stuff. So. Exactly. You should definitely be following um, not only Detroit Tune, but you should also be following the other sponsors here under the White Roof, our friends over at OutMotoring.com and Craven Speed uh, on the Twitter and the Instagram and the Facebook, Detroit Tuned and all the other three and the other two. Make sure you get those followed so you don't miss out on a thing, especially cool pictures of the Nova. I like the Nova. Nova's badass. I love it when Chad it, posts uh, pictures of the Nova. It almost had uh, Dyna records up until just yesterday. There was a uh, three series, five series BMW on there. It made 500 horsepower. So oh. I lost the title, but you know we'll just have to twin charge it or something like that. Have <laughs> <laughs> to put it on the bottle, Chad. Well, as you know, there was one day I was like, okay, well, we have all these cars here. We're a little slow today. Let's figure out how to use this tool. We're gonna get on the dyno. We're just gonna just keep well, doing cars. That was so the day. We, didn't you didn't you put Lindy on the dyno too? Oh yeah, we put every car on there. We put Lindy, we put the uh, the Formula V, we put the the Cooper Rental on there. I mean, everything's been on there. But I physically did a burnout in the Nova on the Dyno. On the Dyno, like, wow. Yeah, I was, I was oh. like, wow, I totally just smell smoke now. And I went and I touched the tires, and the tires were sticky and stuff. But you know, that was using the drag strip feature on that, and it really works. I mean, conservatively, I was being you know I, I didn't want to break the car i didn't want to break the dyno i mean everything was still pretty pretty new but i ran a 1267 in the wow. nova on the dyno on, on the dyno yeah that's so awesome yeah so i mean it um it does work it is part of the whole uh the <laughs> you know coolness of of everything but uh you know we'll uh we'll keep that's a, you know, that's plugging a away and getting there and just say that street cred to your company's name, Chad. Detroit tuned. Right, exactly. Yes. That's, that was the whole idea. This is where I've been. We've been trying to work towards. I uh, got for years now because everyone's like, "Oh, well, do you tune yet?" No, oh, it's not. It's coming. Well, it's like, "Oh, okay, I'm going to go over here." Whatever, you know. So, yeah, it, this has all been you know needing to come up to fruition for a long time and and really you know get there and and uh you know now everyone thinks it's like oh you can just press a button and it's tuned and it's done you got the dyno right and everything's well no we're, we're still Not getting quite. to that next little level you know we're we're uh we're helping all the customers on the phones with all ninety thousand different questions of whatever they need whether it's suspension or engine or you know yeah. should i rebuild this car or right. you know hey i'm in the shop you know can i borrow these tools and right. you know so i mean we're, we're we're fielding all of those questions and we're we're, we're getting the tuning aspect of all the cars as fast as we possibly can. Sweet. But we already rep all of the tuners that are out there currently right now, um, no matter what it is. So, I mean, if you already have an R53 and you're like, hey, I totally want to RMW tune it and stuff like that, we can do that. That's good to go. We're ready, you know, and flying on that type of stuff. So, nice. Uh, 
it's going to be uh, uh, Chad, re- Chad, remind us too. Uh, I want to make sure I'm correct. You have the full uh, capabilities to do the full tweak and alignments too, right? For max low yep. or the the special alignment setup for track day or autocross yep. or drag strip or whatever. You can do all that as well, right? So not just tuning of the mechanicals, but tuning of the suspension. Yep, Sweet. custom alignments, uh, corner balancing of corner uh, for for coilovers. Uh, air ride suspensions, whatever you want, and right. it's you know low and slow or uh, fast and corners. You know nice. we can uh, make it all happen. So. See Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com got you covered. Just draw a map, draw draw a line five five hours away. Make a big circle. If you are in that circle, go. Just stop. Don't delay. Go now and check well, it we out. We have there. we have people uh, literally thirty minutes away. They're like, oh, you're so far away. And I was no. like, you know, my my customer base is really Toronto to Milwaukee to St. Louis to right. Cincinnati to New York. You and know, that's, even Philly. To some, I know some of the Philly kids yeah. drive out, and that's seven hours. Yeah. They're, they're, Thirty minutes away. Chad's response is, "Cry more." What's your ass? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, "Well, do you know any shops in my area?" He's like, "Nope, I don't. I don't trust anybody. Nobody knows what they're doing." Yep. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. I mean, there's only a couple people that we recommend, and they're on our dealer list on the on the shop uh, page but uh really i mean if you're three hours away and you're trying to find somebody it's like well you can come to me and i'll do it right the first time and you know it'll be done right or i can try to tell you that guy how to do it and especially luck. if you're looking for something specialized especially for track day tunes especially for going faster than you should be going tunes that kind of stuff chad really he's your guy if you're over there trust me make it happen done done what else do we got tonight, fellas? We have a quick spot from Craven Speed. Who cares about Craven Speed? Craven, right in, Craven's awesome. We love Craven Speed. All of us care about Craven Speed, and you guys do too. Our friends over at CravenSpeed.com, they're the ones that threw that really cool MTTS kickoff party, right? Really rad food trucks, all kinds of cool stuff. I know a lot of you guys went. It was an awesome time. I didn't go, but I heard it was awesome. Uh, they're the ones that have all the really cool, super high-tech custom-made from unobtainium stuff for your Mini. And for about 30 other makes, and not just like the stubby antenna, right? Uh, FlexPod adapter. I actually saw one of those in the wild on some random GP from Texas, and that was pretty cool. I was really excited. FlexPod adapter is the way you want to hold your phone in your car, especially if you're in a state where you can't hold your phone in your car. FlexPod adapter, got your back. Left side, right side, doesn't matter. Works great. Platypus license plate mount, as Gabe talked about last week, as I talked about last week. If you're in one of those crazy states where you have to have a license plate on the front of your car, right you want that so you don't have to drill the bumper it's awesome it's w antenna duh dipstick on the first generation second generation cars because you can read it and it doesn't break it's not impossible to stick in and pull out right because it's a giant spring it's awesome i love that part uh the gemini we love that the shift knobs the the short shift kit for the f56 omg the shift well cover for the f56 right plus all the gopro adapters that go like all over inside your car. Craven Speed has all this stuff plus a ton more. And like I mentioned already, if you don't have a Mini Cooper in your driveway, you have something else, click on the Browse by Make button and you will see all the cars that Craven Speed makes parts for. And it's not, like I said, not just stubby antennas. It's Platypus adapter. It's the, 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 the shift kits. They do a ton of stuff for Miatas, for example, for the MX-5. Lots of stuff for Toyota trucks too. I think that might be employee cars. You never know. You have to go over and check all this stuff up. Check that stuff out. That's all over at CravenSpeed, CravenSpeed.com. Um, yeah, the Gemini is super red. That's like, yeah, 
This is the stuff that you guys need for your mini. This is the stuff that you want for your mini. Um, and the cool stuff about Craven Speed, too, the cool thing about this stuff is if you go, you know what? I really like the FlexPod adapter, or I really want the Gemini adapter for my phone, or I really want the Short Shift Kit, you can go to Chad. And Chad can hook you up and install it for you if, like, the shift kit, for example, is out of your, uh, out of your comfort zone. And you know what? Craven's totally cool with that. You can go to Jerry here in Arizona. You go to Wade down in Georgia. You can go to the boys on the East Coast. It doesn't matter. They all love selling Craven Speed stuff. And if you're buying Craven Speed stuff, that's good enough for me. But if you're a little bit more DIY, click over CravenSpeed.com. Load up your cart. Check out when you do. There's a comment form there. Make sure you say thanks for supporting White Roof Radio. We really appreciate that. So do they. They, of course, are bestest pals in all of the Pacific Northwest. That's, of course, CravenSpeed. CravenSpeed.com. Anyhow, that's that. Since last we met, and we're going to be done, unless anybody has anything else. No, sir. Since Since last we met, my car decided to get broken again. This was a lot of fun. Uh, I filled up the tank, three tanks after uh, Jerry had replaced my in-tank fuel filter. And it smelled of fuel, really strong smell of fuel. And I was going in for brakes anyway, and this is a post over at DB Mini, you guys probably read about this. Um, as it turns out, there was a less than a pinhole crack in my low pressure fuel pump. So that has been replaced. So now I have a solid fuel system in my Roadster. Not going to go wrong for at least, I don't know, six months. <laughs> Sorry, that was really bad. And I'm rocking new tires that I'm going to tell you guys. I'll tell you guys about once I finish getting the candy coating worn off. Uh, that's the Yokohama YK740 GTXs. I believe it's a exclusive to discount tire. Um, and so far, about 300 miles in, so they're just about at breaking point. Uh, they're actually pretty good. I'm enjoying them a lot. And it tells me how bad the hand kooks that were on it prior, how bad those sucked. Those things were like made of concrete compared to these tires. Tires make tires make a huge difference. Yeah, I thought there was something wrong with the alignment. Alignment wasn't that far off. It was barely. It was. I mean, it was not enough to get in a snit over. Uh, but like, for example, with the Hankooks, I never experienced torque steer in my Mini Cooper S. Ever, didn't happen. With these Yokos, it's like, oh look, there's torque steer. That's interesting. Um, the turn in's quicker. Uh, the whole the whole bit, everything's better. It's craziness. Interesting. Do you know what you know what size you put on there? Just Same size. Up? Same exact size. Two hundred five. Yeah, a good tire can make the two hundred five forty five R seventeens. Just what, crazy. Uh, what was the price of those? The one twenty each, not installed. So one hundred nineteen dollars each. God, I could have totally saved you twenty dollars. <laughs> but then you would have shipped them from you know. I still, well, no, still but... haven't get them shipped. No, you you should have went with the Firestone Indy 500s. Those tires are amazing. You would have been like, wow, this tire blows my mind, and they're cheaper than what you just got. Really? They're Firestone tires, Chad, because then the next thing, he's got to grow a mullet. (laughs) Well, actually. Yeah, I don't need white walls or white letter tires, Chad. Well, they're not. White letter tires are badass now. Oh, they're they're coming back. The the BF Goodriches are coming back? Yeah, they're all uh, the Firestone Indy 500s are on comparison with your Bridgestone RE71Rs. They're that sticky. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes. I've been putting oh, people into them, so, and they are they're um, okay. blown away that at how a, nice those tires are. That is a damn fine-looking tire, Chad. But So what I did 
what I'm doing with my car, that's an awesome looking tire. I would rock that tire so hard. Is I don't drive in a manner that I could justify a tire with that tread pattern. You don't live in a climate that has snow. Chad, I Chad, I never drive over forty five miles an hour. That's Rarely. fine. I don't. I I never take corners faster than fifteen miles an hour. A tire like that's wasted on me. So instead, I went with the Yokohama, which has a sixty thousand mile warranty on it, and tread life guarantee of sixty thousand miles. And so I was like, well, that'll be a good tire for me to have because okay. it's it's boring and pedestrian, and it's I'm not driving a race car. It's just I just I'm commute. I've I've got the wrong tool for the job. We talked about this during the last show. Uh, this is definitely the wrong car for what my driving needs are currently. So I'm just setting it up so that it drives the best that it will as a commuter, which means okay. boring tires, right? And I know those Firestones were cheaper, but that's still that's still that's just too much tire. That's just too much tire for me. I, I love the look of that. I would rock that so hard. That's yeah, that's reminiscent of the old uh, ES one, the Yokohama ES one hundred one thousands back in the day. Yeah, kind of reminds me of that. But I've been putting some people in this tire, and they're just so blown away because they they will pick some other tire. And I was like, really, you want that hundred and fifty dollar tire? Try this one. And they look at it and they're like, wow, that would really be amazing. And they get into it and they're like, wow, this tire has really blown me away. And, you know, it's summer performance only tire. And I bet you probably do corners more than 15. You drive a mini. You're not driving a minivan. Dude, you would be today, for example, I'm driving to work in Arizona after rush hour was over. And I'm on the highway. And, and I'm not kidding. I'm doing 75 miles an hour on the highway, like legitimate 75 miles an hour, not indicated 75 miles an hour. I was, you know, I had the speedometer set to 78. And I'm getting past like I'm standing still by every car because they're all doing um, like over 90. But then as soon as we get on the streets, these people decide that they don't want to go fast. And then they slow down to 10 under the speed limit. And before anybody makes a right hand turn, they come to a complete stop. A yeah. complete stop. So That's yeah, supposed to be yeah. bad. DB says that Chad, and I'm the kind of guy that I, I'm like drifting my JCW through the parking lot at Costco. You know, right? Run the light. <laughs> I, like, I told DB to move to Kansas once. You know, so. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I know. I'll just shut up now. So uh, I'm going to get banned from Costco for that comment. I really don't. <laughs> yeah, Chad, Chad, you are 100 percent correct. The Firestone Indy 500 and the 205 45R17 at Tyrac available for 108 dollars and 22 cents. Wow. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're a really nice tire, and that is rumor has it tire. that Bridgestone actually bought that tire, and it's probably going to go up in the next year or so to a you know a more reasonable price for what that tire is but we were getting that tire for like 90 dollars a tire wow. for a while and i was like you can't beat this even if you go through two you're fine yeah, what even if they only last you a year that's still a good deal well most summer tires are only supposed to last you yeah for a and year. this is de- i mean this is definitely a summer tire you are not to be driving this on tire near freezing temperatures or through snow or ice, clearly. No, it's Dude. it's not it's not it's not a cold weather tire at all. But most of my customers that I'm tires. putting this in have two different tires, anyways. But yeah. you know, in Arizona, I mean, it's kind of a hey, this is yeah. You when know. We have a week of cold weather, and everybody right. usually just goes, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm gonna stay home, <laughs> or put on UGG boots and drink pumpkin spice lattes. Okay, 
right? <laughs> so that is, again, that's the Firehawk Indy 500, recommended by Chad, tritune.com. Go check it out. It's like, dude, that tire looks hot, like for real. Yeah, it's, that, looks it's like a, that looks like it'd be a fun track day tire, too. Yeah, I mean, it definitely right. has that capability. Not, not like bit, race, you're not like a, going racing with it, but if you're doing a track day, you just need extra wheels for track day stuff. How about that car? The, it's that physically tire a street nice. tire, but it, it would do all of your autocross, all of your street tire stuff really nicely, and it's super affordable. Yeah, totally. And that's, you know, that's where, you know, we have always tried to, you know, I could put you in the most expensive thing and you'll always be happy, but you're always going to be expensive at that point. Yeah. So we have always tried to find that balance between uh, your performance and budget consciousness, because I've learned early on that uh, 90% of the customers have a wife that they have to answer to. And that usually means that they can't quite do everything unless they're in a particular budget. Cause that's all they're allowed to spend. So you have to really make it work. Right. And this tire makes it work. So. Yeah. Tire Ty- sells this tire $432 and 88 cents for a set of four shipped. And do they come in many sizes, Chad? The, the normal mini sizes, or do you have to like change? Like uh, no, no, they're all standard. You can get a two fifteen, two hundred five, and a forty five seventeen. Yep, um, that's what I'm looking at right now. Sort of mini. Can you get eighteen? I don't know about eighteen. Uh, you might be able to. I don't know. We don't put a ton of ton of people Let in eighteens because I'll, I'll check I live for in you. Michigan, where it's like pothole century. There's like ninety uh, percent potholes and ten percent. Um, but uh, they do sell it in a 205-55-16, which is a tire that we use all the time. Yeah. And they might even make a 15-inch size for the people that are still rocking the holies. So. Nothing wrong with the holies. Don't start talking trash about the holies. I love it. I, got, I own two sets, dude. Uh, all right. Just making sure, dude. Just making sure. They, they don't fit any car I actually own. <laughs> But I've got to because you know brakes. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, brakes. I forgot. I was forgetting about brakes. Even uh, our rental Cooper has the R56 brakes on it. I mean, it's the old nice. R50 CVT, and it's got the R56 uh, <laughs> big brake kit on it. Excellent, excellent. All right, and I think then with that, I believe we're done. Yes. Last year. Yes. Okay. Very good. Thanks everybody again for sticking with us and uh, listening and all the things. Chad, welcome back. Of course, like we already mentioned a zillion times, Detroit tune, Detroit to go Detroit tune.com. Make sure you're following on all the internet, social medias so that you get updated when the new website goes live. So you can check out all the cool stuff. That'll be pretty awesome. Um, Todd over at motoringstripes.com. What do we got going on? Nothing new? Any like dribs and drabs of uh, may take state stuff left just in case. Yeah, there's a few, there's a few things left over there. If it's if it's showing still for sale, I've still got some, and like dwindling down to just a few of those limited edition badges left. There you go. Don't forget the cool motoring stripes hack. Use the contact form, uh, send Todd an email, and for a hundred bucks, he will send you the white Rufredo sunroof delete kit. Especially handy if you live west of the Rockies and you want your air conditioning to work again. He will create a graphic that fits on any sunroof of any Mini Cooper, uh, the color of your choosing. And charge like a hundred bucks. You put it on, it takes like half an hour, and it's awesome. Trust me on that one. It's really cool. Not only that, but like stripes and other things. Just go over to motoringstripes.com, you know, because blank is boring. But now we are done. 
And again, thank you for listening. Thanks for sticking with us. Make sure you're following Why You're Afraid on all the social medias. Uh, for those of you who also have been reading Motoring File and wondering where comments are, or wondering actually where Motoring File was a couple nights ago uh, for about three or four hours, yeah, we're working on that as well. So just stay tuned. Uh, I'll make sure Gabe updates the Twitters and social medias when everything is back to working functionally correct at motoringfile.com. To get hacked by the Russians? No, it's just, it's no. <laughs> let's go with no and let's just go and remember that gabe at his core is a designer not really so much a nerd coder uh, right so um uh, some overdue maintenance essentially is what's causing comments to not work at motoringfile.com so i'm hoping to have it resolved by the time you guys hear this if not no just sit tight because i'm probably having cocktails with todd in vegas right now anyway we are done. Thanks again for listening, gang. This is the part of the show where I like to make the funny clicking sound, and then I say... Questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes, or you can also uh, email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com. But until next time, gang, this is DB. I'm done. Cheers. See ya. And we're out. <laughs>